This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, it can take a long time to get in to see a doctor, whether it's your GP or a specialist, or especially a doctor in the emergency room if you have to go there. And so often, after the appointment is over, you realize that you did not ask about all the issues that brought you there in the first place. So what's the right way? How do you make the most of your appointment? And what are the most common doctor-patient pet peeves? Our phone lines are open, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And our house doctor, Zachary Levine, joins us now, and he is ready to take your calls and questions. Hi, Zach. How are you? Hi, Libby. I'm great, thanks. How are you? Fine, thanks. Good. So uh, what are the tips? What do we do to make the most of our appointments? <laughs> well, let me start by saying it, uh, you know, it takes two to tango. So, I mean, I, I, I think I, I look at this, I really try and look at this from both perspectives, although it's easier for me, I guess, to look at it from the doctor's perspective. But, um, but you know, it, it, there, there are two people in the room, usually. Sometimes there are more, and sometimes that's part of the problem, actually. Uh, and sometimes it's just an interaction that doesn't work for, unfortunately, you know, um, I can definitely, it's easy to tell you the things that, um, that are helpful from the perspective of a doctor. And those things are things like, number one is, is having the information, uh, at your disposal, all the information, the more information available to the doctor, the better. So I'm not talking about, um, everything you've looked up online. Although if you have a few things that you have questions about, that's fine. But definitely if you have like a list of your medications, Certainly, ideally, with your doctor, they have all this information already, but certainly if you're seeing a doctor for the first time, the more info you have, that doesn't have to be looked up. So if you have a list of your medications, a list of the doctors that you know, um, anything important in your past medical history is very uh, important as well. And then in terms of the interaction, I mean, um, thinking about it beforehand is important, you know, and thinking about what the, 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 the one or two or three most important things that you really want to cover during that appointment are, just because, you know, as we all know, the, the time is limited. And so if there are 25 things that you want to get covered, it's, it's just not realistic and it's going to take a few appointments. So ideally think about it beforehand. Do you have a and, lot of people who come in with 20 things? Well, people do sometimes come in with lists, for sure. They come in with lists of 20 or so um, uh, issues that they want to cover. Not necessarily in the emergency department, because uh, most people know that they, you know, we really try and focus on the most uh, definitely the most life-threatening thing, or at least the thing that's bothering them the most. But certainly in primary care, uh, you know, when people go to see their family doctor or their internal medicine doctor, they may, they may well bring in a list, which is fine. If Lists are fine because they help you to remember, but you have to be realistic in terms of what's actually going to get covered in that whatever 15 minutes that you have. Well, do, do people actually complain that they have more questions uh, than the doctor answered? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And not only, not only do they not have enough questions, but, but not infrequently, even if they had, 
even if they only covered one or two things, they just don't feel like they got uh, a full explanation. Or even if at the time they did, often they have, there are questions afterwards, especially if there's a big diagnosis, you know, an important diagnosis or a potentially life-threatening diagnosis. You know, they just they may have just heard, you know, for example... The, you, word, the word cancer, cancer. yes, that's exactly. all you hear. Exactly, and the rest you don't. So ideally, a doctor will realize that and will arrange a follow-up appointment to go through things because, yeah, like you were saying, like we're just saying, like once you hear something like that, basically you're, a lot of your brain turns off and you just sort of freak out. For, the, for that time being. Yeah, but the, the other thing, Zach, is that, that first of all, uh, there are a lot of doctors that I've encountered that are not necessarily great at explaining things so that a regular non-doctor person can understand them. And it's oh. it can be a lot to take in. You know, it, it's almost too much information yeah. um, for someone, and they don't necessarily understand it correctly. No, absolutely true. And I hear it, you know, sometimes I hear explanations and, uh, you know, I'm sure I do it myself, but sometimes I hear other doctors speaking to patients and they're using words, you know, medical terminology to explain a medical term. <laughs> so, so, and the person is just looking at them totally lost. Like, what, what do you, how are you explaining one medical term with another medical term? It doesn't make any sense to me. So. I mean, it, it's, it's, I've heard things, I mean, I've even heard, you know, <laughs> a couple of times doctors talking uh, at, uh, kind of fundraiser type of things, and you know, no one knows what the heck they're talking about. I, I mean, I think that that should be addressed in medical school, because I think that's a big issue. Um, but let's see what Gert in Toronto thinks. Hi, Gert. Hi. How are you? I was listening to your question, and it's not really a question for the doctor. But when you go visit doctors now. They theoretically want you almost to self-diagnose yourself because if you ask them for one issue, you've made an appointment, your appointment's three weeks later, you go. But in the, in the interim of that, another issue came up, and they cut you short. Mm. And some of the doctors have on their, on their walls, we will, it's, this is an Ontario issue, we will only talk to you for one issue at a time. Well, I did a little research, and I even got the government to send me some information. It's not the, uh, an Ontario guideline, but it's the doctor's office guideline to turn around and tell you, well, we only see you for one issue, which I think is not a good thing, because now I'm going on, on Google or Yahoo and trying to figure out, okay, so why do I have phlegm in my lungs? Why do I have this vacant pain here? It's not right. Uh, Gert, I just want to uh, turn your attention. I'm not sure if you were listening to our news at noon, but but I think part of that thing in Ontario was a longstanding dispute between the doctors and the government. And they have a tentative agreement finally after, I mean, I think it's a year and a half or something without an agreement. Uh, so I don't know if that will alleviate the situation. Uh, but uh, so. Zach, what do you think? I mean, Zach's in Quebec. <laughs> well, you know, you never know. I, I've uh, maintained, I did my training there and I maintained my Ontario license, so I do plan to do some work there at some point. But as of now, yeah, I'm not practicing there. And, but I've, of course, a lot of my friends and, and colleagues are. And, and it is an issue here, too. And it's certainly an issue uh, with respect to time. You know, doctors don't feel they, uh, w- for whatever reason, they, they only allot 10, 15, max 20 minutes to a patient encounter and they don't feel they can properly address more than one or two things. And that's frustrating to people. And, you know, one of the things that's important to, to, I think, is to be perfectly honest with your doctor, not only in terms of, 
you know, we, what we were talking about earlier, Libby, you know, I don't, I don't understand what the heck you're talking about, but also, you know, say, well, what, you know, what do I do? I have several issues I need to talk to you about. Do you want me to make another appointment or how, you know, what, what can we do to address this? I mean, I mean, exactly what they want you to do is make another appointment. Well, and Zach, the issue, especially with Zoomers, is that people have complex medical conditions. They have more than one thing that's wrong, and and all of them, I would think, have to be managed together, basically. Yes, and and you're absolutely right. And what you brought up earlier about the billing codes is true, because... And now it is recognized, I know by, uh, in, by OHIP and also here in Quebec, you know, you are paid more for a patient visit with someone who is older, for someone who has more uh, complex and complicated medical issues. But still, you know, moving, the, the fact is, the, except for people who are on a certain salaried position, most doctors are paid more, the more patients that they put through. And, and if they have a big uh, staff to support or whatnot, there's some... They definitely feel that pressure, and that can affect how much time they spend with their patients, unfortunately. Okay, well, Gert, um, (laughs) you've talked about your issues. Do you have another issue before we say goodbye to you? Uh, Yes, I got fired by my doctor because I had gone to the walk-in clinic a couple of times when he first opened his practice, and then uh, because I didn't go see him enough. What? Oh, wow. Yes, I have an issue with that. Yeah. Um, I am eventually going to write a letter to the uh, to the, the College of Pharmacists. But Pharmacists or doctors? Why? Doctors. How I found out. Good luck with that, by the way. Pharmacist that I was no longer a patient of his because I called for a renewal on my script, and he inherited uh, quite a few patients because another doctor died in the area, yeah. and I get the phone call from my pharmacist says you're no longer a patient of his. Not even the common sense of him calling me, not him, but his secretary, saying, we need to see you if you want to stay on our rosters. And you shouldn't even have to be on a roster. Well, because sometimes you get sick on the weekends, their office is not open. Right. Boy, that doesn't sound like a very nice doctor there. <laughs> no, I, that's very concerning. I mean, I, I can uh, part of me understands what's happening, because I know that certain jurisdictions penalize doctors if their patients are going to other doctors or going to um, walk-in clinics because it means they're not providing the kind of uh, whole care. Their patients aren't getting their whole care. So, But that's there, there's no way... Oh, I didn't know about that, Zach. So that means they penalize them financially because, you know, a lot of doctors practice in these groups and and they do end up with, you know, I wouldn't call it after hours. I know that the, the place where I go, so they'll have a few days where you can walk in between one and three in the afternoon. Right. Not exactly convenient. Well, no, absolutely. The that I, sorry, the doctor that I was with is uh, closed at noon to one, and then he's closed on Thursdays, and then Saturdays and Sundays. Closed. Okay, closed. so, oh, okay. So, so Zach, you're saying he would have been penalized financially uh, because... He was. Because, okay, well, there you go. I learn something new every day. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> That's all I can say to that is, is, wow. I mean, try making a complaint to the College of Physicians, but I would say good luck with that. <laughs> I'm well, not sure. That, that might be a waste of energy, but... Our government's got to stop with some kind of compromise so that we, our health is not compromised by the doctors. 
Well, exactly. And as I said, they, they have an agreement as of around 11 this morning. So um, that hopefully that's, that's good news. Gert, thanks for your call and best of luck. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, wow. Yeah, boy. So one of the things you were saying, Libby, it's interesting because, uh, you know, with, uh, and, uh, in Quebec and in Ontario, I get the, the CPSO, you know, the College of Physicians and Surgeons in Ontario, they send out a magazine to all the members I think it's about monthly or so, and at the back of it, it has all of the decisions, the disciplinary decisions, you know, uh, the, right. the cases that have gone, and that, and it's, uh, and you know, they they tend to sound like they're pretty uh, severe or harsh or important, but it sounds like you're saying it's, uh, you know, that that the odds are stacked against you when you try and make a complaint. Well, yeah, and the the complaint process is it's pretty onerous on the person making the complaint. But yeah. I mean, I mean that's the the that by the way is public information. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I I had no idea that that doctors get penalized if patients go elsewhere, and and um, that led to Gertz getting fired as a patient. I'm going to give the numbers out again, but we have just a few minutes. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. We may be able to get another call in. I'm not sure. But, Zach, what are some of the pet peeves? You wanted to talk about pet peeves. So what, is, what are your pet peeves with a patient? <laughs> well, I think in general, uh, general doctor pet peeves, I think, are um, um, there's a couple of things. I mean, some, it, it, I have to say it really depends on the doctor somewhat. Like some doctors hate when you come in with all, all the doctor Google research. I think some doctors just don't like that at all. Some people don't like when you, when you come in, like I mentioned earlier, with a long uh, list of complaints or I think a fair number of doctors don't like it when people come in with a, a set agenda, not, not about addressing an issue, but saying they want this test or they want this uh, antibiotic, especially if the doctor doesn't think that's what is indicated. But, uh, and, and then I find certainly, I think it's fair to say, uh, you know, obviously, and this is true from the doctor's side too, if, if the patient or if the doctor is hostile or entitled or, you know, just not nice, then that you know it really it really poisons the relationship it poisons the interaction and and then i think neither neither person is able to really communicate properly what they're trying to do okay zach uh, we're going to try and take one call here we've got dennis in brampton and dennis in brampton less than a minute no problem i want to speak in favor of the rostered doctor system uh my, we are patients on a on a rostered system which limits the number of patients that participate in the practice much easier to get a doctor's appointment now, and uh, the reason why we're discouraged from going to other practices, we're not forbidden, but there is a penalty for uh, the practice, is they want continuity of care, a complete medical record, and doctors act and speak to the problems of people going to walk-in clinics, various pharmacies, etc. So continuity of practice, ease of getting appointments. Okay. Dennis, thanks for making that point. And Zach, 30 seconds for you to wrap things up. <laughs> well, I, I, thanks, Dennis, for that comment. I mean, I agree. Continuity is the best. If you can know your doctor, and the more that they know about you, the better. So you don't have to start uh, fresh every time. And the more, you know, the more open and honest communication is between a doctor and a patient, and the more you know each other, the better the interaction, and the more you're going to get out of your interactions together. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.